What's up everybody, I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Welcome back. Welcome. How is everybody? I say that as if people can respond. I mean, it's a rhetorical question. It's fine. It is. We are recording episode 20 together in the same room. Yes. And it's super exciting. Live and coming in hot. <laughs> coming at you from Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday it's Saturday. It was days. It's Friday. Friday night. <laughs> Coming in live. That was such a funny experience. <laughs> Why are my feet sweating? Because it's hot in here. Because I, I literally was like, off. sliding down your desk. <laughs> this is how I live my life every oh, day. Oh, Atlanta. I could have hot-bodied in here. Woo. Anyways. Episode so, 20, first 20, of all. Let's just 20. talk about that for a second. We are, we are over, on episode 20. And we're over 2,600 streams. Yes. What? Which is so gnarly to me gnarly where did that come from my vocabulary bank in my head gnarly i wish i wish people i wish we had a video oh my god surf stop dude i didn't say it was radical (laughs) you said fucking gnarly it was a gnarly way it's back when i was a surfer you guys here in kenosha wisconsin so catching those one and a half foot waves on lake michigan wicked Okay, today's topic, we are going to talk about, so the official title is Women is Competition, but I feel like we could expand this too after talking about women is competition, obviously because we are both women, we could expand it to just seeing others as competition, viewing others as competition. So, women as competition, how did you come up with this topic? Who who asked about this? Actually, Brie requested this a long-ass time ago. I feel like it was literally after we recorded, like, the first couple episodes, and we were, like, mm-hmm. asking people for feedback of, like, what do you guys want to hear about? And she responded, and I was like, ooh, I like that. And then it was in my notes in my phone for six months, and I just went <laughs> back, and I was like, oh, we had all these topics people wanted to hear about, so let's explore those. <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy. Yep. I feel like last time, too, we were like, hey, if you have any topics, uh-huh. we literally... <laughs> we I had a list of, like, ten. We do them right away. Oh, sorry, Brie. Anyways... So, women as competition. Tell me, Steph. Mm-hmm. When in your life have you viewed another woman as competition? Uh, if I'm being honest, probably my whole ass life. Like the whole life. The my whole ass, whole ass, whole ass, ass life. life. Came out of the womb. Like, oh, you're my competition. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly, no. I think if I were speaking on behalf of me, mm-hmm. I think that I viewed other girls when I was a kid and other women as I got older as competition because I was incredibly insecure. Yeah. I didn't view myself in a very good light. And so I always wanted to be, this is going to sound, no, I'm not even going to, I'm no, not even going to, like, I'm not going to judge myself, right? That. If I wasn't the center of somebody's attention, I would be really, really mad, mm-hmm. right? Like I did not handle that well. And when I viewed somebody as competition, I didn't handle it the best, right? Like, I wasn't the nicest person when it came to that kind of stuff. What'd you fucking do? <clears throat> I mean, it was a lot of shit talking, if I'm being honest, right? And not that I was trying to get somebody to 
hate that person, but maybe a little bit where I was like, (laughs) but I want to be the best. Like I want to be the best and I'm still competitive. Don't get me wrong. Like I just have a competitive nature to myself, but Mm -hmm. now I harness that energy in a healthy way. And I've come to realize after all these years that like, there's enough room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. there is enough room for everybody to be successful. Here's the thing, dude. Like if I still had that same attitude, you and I wouldn't be in this position. No. You know God, what I'm saying? No. Oh, I absolutely know what you're saying. There's because no Because I way. feel like it would be a competition of like, but who's better? I never viewed it like that for us. Right. Right. No. Like we're a team. We're in this together. It's not about who's better. Like we're doing this to both better ourselves, right? Right. I would say, I would say I did view you as better in the beginning when I started at Rogers, but I think that it wasn't out of a jealousy competition thing. It was out of a, you've been doing this longer than I have. Sure. And that you have really good clinical judgment. And that was something like our, our grad school experiences were entirely were different, very different, right? Yep. Like yours was very clinical, mm-hmm. very methodical, DSM oriented. And not saying that Concordia was like, what are your thoughts and feelings? Mm-hmm. But, like, they were. <laughs> and, sure. and don't get me wrong, there still were very tough moments. I still had statistic classes. I still had classes learning about all the theorists and diagnosing and shit like that. But it wasn't a heavy focus. So I definitely felt like a fish out of water when that was that first position of, like, okay, now you have to diagnose people. You have to, you know, feel confident in that. You have to back it up. You have mm-hmm. to this. And I I remember being like, oh, my God, I'm never going to fucking be there. I'm never going to be like stuff. But then, I, you know, you get to this point of realizing like it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I bring different strengths to the table sure and like you you have I feel like there has to be work done behind unpacking where those insecurities lie mm-hmm. which I think that we can get to later in this podcast um of like okay so now you see women as competition like how do we get over that how do we work through that mm-hmm. but yeah I don't I've never viewed it as competition between us I think what's interesting too and I feel like Not that this is only with women or people who identify as women, right? But we, it's ingrained in us that, like, we have to fucking prove ourselves Mm -hmm. in whatever it is that we do. Where men just get to do whatever they want and they're recognized for it. Where we have to, like, it feels like we have to go above and beyond to prove our worth or to prove our intelligence, to prove our whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. so that can be exhausting when you feel like there's somebody else that has the same skill set, but maybe they're being recognized more, and you're like, but what am I doing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And that can spiral really quickly. Does that make sense? It makes sense, yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that there can be moments where you're at different in different seasons of your life where you are looking at, like, well, this person has this, and I don't have that, and this person has this. But, like, you, the way that you guys got to these positions in your life wasn't the same. So how can we judge where this person is at or where I'm at when our, the, the walk up to this very moment in time was never the same? Mm-hmm. Never the same. So how are, we, how are we even going to place that judgment of, you know, well, this person's better than me? How? What facts prove that that's true? So well, I think it all comes down to comparison too, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many other podcasts are there in the world? Oh uh, a fucking bajillion, Literally right? So, so if Mari and I were always like, but they're better than us or that's our, that's our competition. And mm-hmm. I don't view anybody else's podcast as our competition because nobody is us together. Right. And that's what matters, right? Like we bring something different to the table because it's us. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like you are you and that's your superpower. Like that's a legit thing. So many people how many therapists are in the world, right? Like, do I view them all as competition? Mm -hmm. No, because they're not me. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to switch that mindset of, okay, maybe they have a similar degree, but that doesn't mean that they're me. 
Right? Right. And like you said in the beginning, like there's enough to go around. There's enough work, enough success, enough space to go around in these areas. So realistically, when we're viewing somebody as our competition, like starting out, like bare minimum, first step we need to do is take a step back and ask ourselves why. Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? What is showing up for me? Having that mindful moment of like what what is it about this person that is so triggering? Because here's the thing. I feel when you, and it's funny because we were just talking about this and I'm not, I won't, there's going to be no naming names, but not, but there will be no naming names. I feel in order to, to understand truly what's going on, you have to take a step back and ask yourself what's showing up for me. Mm-hmm. Because what might feel surface level could be jealousy, could be you getting a, a reading on somebody's aura. Sure. Somebody's vibe. Some, like, I just, mm, you know, like, I just don't know about this person. I just don't feel good about this situation. And it's not that you wish ill on this person, not that you want to be where they are. It's just that you're like, oh. And so sometimes I think a lot of how you feel like aura vibe can show up as jealousy or mm-hmm. as like, you know, this competition or this comparison. When in reality, it's not. It's literally just, I I don't like your vibe. I don't want to be around that. So I'm just going to separate myself and, and go somewhere else. So again, first step, take a step back and recognize what is showing up for me. Does this look like competition? Am I envious of what this person has? Or is this just like a gut feeling, one of those intuitions of like, mm, something is off here? Mm-hmm. What would you think the next step is? After you take a step back, you realize, because this podcast is obviously we're talking about viewing somebody as competition. After you've realized, like, yeah, I want what they have. I want to, f- I, that's not fair. I want that. For me, if I'm trying to be like a go-getter, right, and I'm trying to achieve this goal, I need to take a step back and look at, okay, well, what's in my control? What can I do to get there that's going to feel good for me? Mm-hmm. I don't have to get there in the same way that you got there, right? Because mm-hmm. that might not work for me. That's okay. Right. Right. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get to where I want to be. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What works for somebody isn't always going to work for you. Like, I don't think getting, I don't think your schooling would have agreed with me. I Mm. don't. I don't. I think the way that I learn things is more of a, like, a hands-on, submersive, like, experience, like, writing papers, reflecting, things like that, versus, um... This is my interpretation of your school. So sure. maybe this is what, what happened. But, like, my interpretation of, like, the memorizing, the tests, the this, the... Like, I don't do well at tests at all. Like, standardized testing fucked me over at time and time yeah. again because I freeze up and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can show you better than I can sit here and tell you or recall from memory of, like, if you give me a case study and this person is in front of me, I can work through that no problem. But if you tell... You put it on paper and I've got to work through it by myself and it's not an actual experience... I'm not going to be doing as well as I was, mm-hmm. which I think is why EMDR works so good for me is because you had to go through the experience, sure. right? You had to experience. That was a very hands-on training. Yeah. And I loved that aspect of it. Sure. It was a lot of, in the beginning, paper notes, but then you took those paper notes, those those um, case studies that you guys walked through, and then you put it into practice of, like, actually doing it. And you, you did all the different parts of it. So, like, you rotated, like, an observer. You rotated being the therapist. You rotated being the, the actual client who was getting EMDR. So... That, that was awesome as well. I agree with that, of, like, understanding that, taking that step back, noticing, okay, yes, this is competition. Then it's like, okay, well, if that's what I want, then what do I need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. And how do I need to do that? And here's the thing. It stops being competition when you're like, but that's going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. But that's, I don't want to do that. But that, like, oh, that's going to, I'm going to struggle with that. 
then you don't want it bad enough. That's not competition. That's just jealousy. Yep. I was thinking about it in terms of like a job interview, right? Like if you know you're up against, say you're up against one other person for this job at work and it's a promotion and all you're thinking about is them being better than you, you are not going to put forth everything that you have to offer because your mindset's not there. Your mindset's focused on them and what they're doing. And guess what? That's not fucking in your control at all whatsoever. You go into that interview and you kill it because you know that you have the skill set to do that. Dude, after I graduated from grad school, I could not find a job to fucking save my life. And I had to start at the bottom, so to speak, Mm -hmm. at the hospital I worked at. And there was point in times where I'm like, I know that I am meant for more. And I would interview and interview and other people would get it. And I would get so down on myself. Like, this is so hopeless. I'm never going to get up to where I want to be. I did eventually, right? Mm -hmm. I had to believe in myself to get there. And other people had to, there had to be a sense of other people believing in me too. Excuse me. But eventually I did get there. But part of this is you guys have to understand it's how you're talking to yourself about the situation. Yes. Let's take this a different route. So instead of talking about like careers and like where you want to be, how many times have you and another girl competed over a boy? (laughs) Do you, do you want me to be a hundred (laughs) percent (laughs) honest? Yes. I was like, never. (laughs) What? Like I was not like, again, guys, this is not a dig at myself. This is not meant to be like, oh, what was me? But like, I was not first choice for guys. I really wasn't. And I just don't know if it was just that because I wasn't. Um, like, super interested. I wasn't super popular growing up. Like, I was in that, like, middle crowd. I could vibe with the theater people. I could vibe with the, like, nerdier people. I could vibe with some of the popular people sometimes. I didn't have, like, the money to, so it's sure. not like I wore, like, clothes and shit that they would, like, anybody would like. But I had humor, so I could, you know, kind of get mm-hmm. by. But I never was, like, the popular people, so it's never, like, the people that I wanted to be with were never, like, oh, wow, Marie, like, <laughs> never like that so I was always like okay <laughs> like I was always like always those fucking teen movies like I would have been the nerdy one that they made over like it was is bad I think that's how so real moment here that's how I think I ended up with my my ex-husband is really? because I was like somebody shows interest in me oh my god this is so exciting. And then 10 years later, I was like, this is not exciting anymore. This is actually exhausting. I don't want to do this. So in terms of like guys, there wasn't a lot of competition. I will say, I will say, <laughs> this is this is vulnerability at its finest. When I was married and my husband went outside of the, my husband at the time went outside of the marriage. I felt like I was in competition with those women. And I was like, well, what do they have that I don't? And blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. This was way before I fucking understood that other people's actions are non, like I'm not in control of that. I'm not in control of why he went outside of the marriage. And I will not, again, this is not meant to demonize him. There were many things that happened in this marriage that, that did not work. I was not a great communicator. I was not the most appropriate person in the marriage. We it just it, we should have remained friends, and mm-hmm. that's what it could have been. But here's the thing. It is what it is. This is the situation that we're in. So, again, two people to tango. In those moments, though, it was always that, like, well, what do I, like, I, well, I need to be better. I need to do this. I need to maybe lose this weight, or I need to I need to wear these clothes, or I need to dye my hair this way. Yeah, maybe that attention will come back on me. And it's like, baby girl, 
what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why, why does it, like, you don't need that fucking attention then. What does it matter? Why are you changing who you are in order to get somebody else's attention when they don't fucking deserve your attention in the first place? Mm-hmm. And sure, that was a lesson I had to learn the, the hard sure. way. Like, 21-year-old Mari had no fucking idea. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really have to compete I had that. a very different experience, <laughs> which makes me feel weird to even talk about. Don't. Um... I was, like, the pretty girl in school, but I also just think it's because I had huge boobs, like, and nobody else did. Like, that just was a part of my life since I was a small child. But it always seemed to be the girl I was best friends with. One boy liked both of us. And then it had to be, like, well, you're going to pick her, you're going to pick her. And Mm -hmm. so it was, like, always this, I always wanted to be the best. And when I wasn't, it was a huge letdown. And I, like, carried that through a lot of my life, Mm -hmm. right? But again, I think it all stemmed from me not liking myself. Yes. Had I liked myself, had I talked to myself in the way that I talk to myself now, I wouldn't give a fuck about anybody else being in competition because it wouldn't have mattered to me. Like, you aren't in competition with me, though, because I know what I have to offer, and I don't care what you have to offer. It doesn't I, matter, right? right? And that's not to right. sound like a bitch. No. That's just being confident in who I am. Is it still a work in progress? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a work in progress because I'm going to keep changing as I get older, as you should, right? Like, as you need to. You need to evolve as a person as you age mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But I think when it comes down to it, several factors play a role in viewing another person as competition. First and foremost, that's a choice, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to view another person as competition. Mm-hmm. Competition can be healthy. It can help you strive to be better, right? As long as you're just trying to be better than yourself. Right. Stop trying to be better than somebody else that you have absolutely no control over, nor he, should you want to. You didn't have the same walk of life as that nope. person. You don't have the same genetics. You weren't born the same. You, there, there is nothing the same. How are you comparing yourself to that person? And even more so, just to take it a step further, how are you going to compare yourself to the person that you used to be? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, I have so many people who are like, well, I just want to go back to the way things were. But, but, you, but you have had all of these life experiences that you can't go back to mm-hmm. that person. Because that's not paying honor and to, to the struggles and sacrifices and things that you've went through. That got you here today. Like, I'm, I'm, and maybe this is me assuming. Let me ask instead of assuming. Is there a point in your RA journey where you're like, I just wish I could go back to the way that it was? No. No? Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times after having, like, finding out I had celiacs, I was like, I wish it was just normal again. I wish I could just go back. Like, but you can't, though. So what, what does that serve you? What purpose does that serve sitting there trying to reminisce about times that used to be before when you can't fucking go back there, bro? You're wasting precious time and energy living in the past, and living in the past is going to cultivate that depression because you're, you're focused on something that's, that you can't change. Do I wish I could take it away and not have it? Yes. However, I know I can't. Here's the thing, though. Me getting diagnosed with RA forced me to fucking take care of myself and to stop being a fuck, right? Like, to stop drinking to cope with my life, to actually look at what I was putting into my body, to be mindful and be, like, thankful and grateful of what my body can do. So for that, like, I don't want to say I'm grateful for it, but kind of. Like, Mm -hmm. it's opened my eyes to very different things. Uh, Of course, if I could take it away, yes, I would. That would be great. But... I can't. That just is what it is. I had to accept that that was the cards that were dealt, and this is how I'm going to play that hand, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
where else do we want to take this? I was going to say, how else could we view other women as competition? I mean, think about this, okay? If we, if Mari and I continued to view women as competition, would we have our own business? No. Mm -mm. Because we would view it as like, well, why? They're going to go to that person because their prices are better. Or they're going to go to that person because they post more on Instagram or they market better, blah, blah, blah. We could go on and on and on about ways that we can compare ourselves to other people in our industry. But for fucking what? I know what I have to offer as a therapist. Am I everybody's cup of tea? No. Do I want to be? No. Right? Like I want to, I want people to gravitate towards me who enjoy the way I talk and how I am as a person and what I have to offer. I don't want somebody to come to me thinking I'm one way when I'm not. Right? That's kind Mm -hmm. of like a rude awakening, which it happens sometimes and that's fine. That's okay. I don't want you to have to stick around just because you feel bad and like you're going to hurt my feelings. So I want to talk about um, that this is, and it's a skill that we've talked about before, the the how skill or the what skill. Again, I really um, will focus hardcore on where it lands of which one it is because I keep messing, I mean, mixing I have them up. I know, and we don't, mess, we don't need that because it could be a master class at some point. So I think that it is the how skill, and it is, again, that last section of effectively – My favorite thing to keep in mind, to ask myself, to have as, like, a mantra or to explore of, like, when I'm feeling a certain type of way of, is this effective? Mm -hmm. So is it effective, me comparing myself to somebody else's journey? No. I am not that person. They are not me. We have not had the same life experiences. Is it effective, me comparing my body to another person? Another person in real life, a superstar, an actress, whoever, is that effective? No. We are not the same person. Even a friend. Think about, like, okay, so you've always had a big butt. I've always had big boobs, right? So because of that in high school... My friends were all tiny, and mm-hmm. I had the body of, like, a 25-year-old woman, and yes. I'm like, none yes. of you can fit my clothes. I can't share yes. outfits with you. This is terrible, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. We are not built the same. I had to learn that I am built this way, and this is my body, and I have to accept it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not that I was competing with them, but it, I felt like an outsider, right? Like, I felt like mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. belong because I didn't fit that same, like, not prototype, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Here's the thing. You can't fucking hurt me because I grew up in the age where low-rise jeans were a fucking thing and girls were sticks, and I had a giant dump truck. Like, And, <laughs> and now everybody wants your butt. And now, now everybody is like, oh, BBLs, yep. like the BBL yep. effect. And I'm over here still living in that mindset of like, if I could just get my hips to be a little bit smaller, yeah. I might like myself. And I'm like, again, this is fortune telling, Mari. You have no control over this. It mm-hmm. is what it is. I've done every exercise known to fucking man besides CrossFit. Here's the thing. It's not gonna go away. Mm -hmm. Make fucking peace with it. My body was made to be my body because it is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And clothes are meant to fit my body. I am not meant to fit clothes. It does not matter what somebody else looks like because we are not the same. Somebody else could look at my body outside of my eyes and be like, wow, that's the perfect body. I wish I could look like that. And I could be thinking the same exact damn thing about them. Or I could be viewing somebody who literally looks like me, but in my distorted thought process, of what I think I look like. I'm like, oh, I wish it could be them. And they're like, bitch, you do look like me. Yep. It is what it is. The important part is, again, going back to that self-esteem, that self-respect, that self-reflection of 
what does it matter? Is this effective? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing that? Explore these options. Explore and get to know yourself. Get to understand what shows up for you. Because here's the thing. If you don't take the time to fucking get to know you and understand you, you will always be left wanting. You will always Mm -hmm. be left searching. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's this person. It doesn't matter if it's this next job. It doesn't matter if if it's, you know, Susan down the street. It doesn't matter that you will always come up wanting. Unless you switch your focus to what you have and what is going well, right? I've had this conversation so many times this week with clients of, yeah, sure, if you continue to focus on what is not going well, what fucking sucks, how you're a terrible person, right? Like all these things, all these cognitive errors that are happening, guess what? The whole fucking world is going to feel like a disappointment because that's where your mindset's at. If you're like, fuck this, I have X, Y, Z to offer, I know I'm a bomb ass, blah, 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 fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you are. That's going to feel much better than just staying in, like, the shitty kind of, like, mucky area where you're just focused on what's not going well. Mm-hmm. And if you can't say, well, I'm a badass bitch or I'm this or I'm, you know, I'm fucking confident in my abilities or blah, 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 blah. If it feels too much as an I am statement, what does it look like if you're like, what if I loved myself? Mm-hmm. What if I allowed myself to revel in my success from this presentation? What if I allowed myself to explore that I am enough? Frame it in a question to yourself that it's something that maybe you don't have the answer right now, but the question is there for us to be able to maybe get to the answer instead of this definitive statement that feels so foreign because it's so new. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. I think moral of the story is... Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just how you're talking to yourself about it. Focus on your motherfucking self, bitch. <laughs> I have literally wanted to do that since we started recording, just to get in the fucking mic. That <laughs> is. It's, is that not the moral of the story? Focus yes. on your goddamn self. Yep. What the fuck are you worried about Katie down the street? Well, yep. you've got to, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. If you don't, you're going to go off the, you're going to leave the middle path. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And learn to validate yourself so you aren't needing it from other people, right? And we talked yes. about that in our validation episode that's not aired yet, but it will. Yes. If you can learn to truly internalize and praise yourself for shit, you don't need it from anybody else. So if something disappointing happens, you're like, oh, whatever. It is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I did good or mm-hmm. I know that I put all my effort into it. That's what matters. Yes. That's what matters. I love that. I feel good about this. Me too. Yes. Look at us. Uh, (laughs) Get it clean. All right, guys. We hope that you enjoyed this. We hope that it hit home. We hope that it resonated with you. If it has, if it did, if any other episode did, please tag us on socials. I am at BEA underscore XO 11 on Instagram. Steph is at SpookyFitMom13. We are at Rewriting Her Story podcast. Check us out. Yes. You can also email us at rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. For any questions, suggestions, whatever. Like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all the shit. Please. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And there's this new little feature that we didn't even realize was, like, a thing until somebody actually, like, decided to monetarily donate to us or like support us so if you felt so inclined when you are playing the podcast if you scroll down you can go to our like podcast website and you can donate you don't have to but it is a really cool feature 
It's a very awesome feature because it helps pay my gas to get to Steph's house. <laughs> <laughs> so we can record in person more and be with each other because we love each other so much. Yes. All right, guys. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.